and I'm sitting there working away, and it's more traditional type telecom business. Employees, overhead, basically starving to death and dying every day. And uh, my buddy Sean comes wandering into my little home office, and he says, let me show you what I'm doing. And he knew we were struggling along, and the kids were a lot younger back then. But he says, let me show you what I'm doing. And he sits down in front of my computer, pulls up a little website that he created to offer services for a company down in California, which, interestingly enough, is where we're sitting now. So, and I says, well, that's very interesting, Sean. Why did you do that? He says, well, they pay me anywhere from $2.35 to $4 for every lead that I send them. I says, this is interesting. So how are you doing? And he was doing a couple thousand leads in a month at that point. So he was doing extremely well. And basically, I just said, will you show me how to do this? I'd love to learn how to do this. And was that a full-time job for him or part-time? At that time, he, he was actually already full-time. He yeah. was probably the first full-time affiliate that I'd ever met. Yeah. And uh, he basically stumbled into it as well. Is he still in the business? No, he's actually retired now. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally finished. He, yeah. he did extremely well in affiliate programs, got into real estate, took some of the money that he made there, and now he's, he's 33, 34 years old, totally retired. Oh, totally retired yeah, at 34. Like yeah. <laughs> old. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast, episode number eight, featuring an interview with super affiliate James Martell, the blogger podcast of the week, website usability testing, a live music poll, and the top 10 things I learned at Commission Junction University. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for spending a little bit of your precious time with us. I'll try and return the favor with some time-saving techniques to make the most of your internet marketing programs. Welcome to our podcast. I'm back from Commission Junction University in beautiful Santa Barbara. This is episode number eight, and uh, time flies when you're having fun. Episode 10 is just around the corner, and of course, episode 10 will be a big one for 10 Golden Rules. So um, what should we do to celebrate number 10? Um, should we do an interview? Should we do a special feature? I'd love some feedback from uh, the folks who are listening. If you have any ideas, please get in touch. Contact us at 206-888-6606. Leave a message, and K7, our calling line, will digitize your message, and we'll play it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. If you haven't listened to previous episodes, we were selected for listing in iTunes, so you can listen to all of our episodes, all the back episodes on iTunes, and you can subscribe on iTunes. You don't need an iPod, but if you have one, it's really flexible and easy. You just download the free software at iTunes um, at apple.com, and you're able to subscribe to 10 Golden Rules. Just search number 10, Golden Rules, and you'll find our podcast, and you sub can subscribe. And every time we have a new episode, you'll hear it on iTunes. We also have a free download of all the shows at podcast.10goldenrules.com. Now, I'd love to meet you and make you a part of an upcoming episode of the show. You'll hear a couple live interviews we did at Commission Junction, and I'll, I'll give you my speaking schedule in a minute. And if you have an idea for a segment of the show or someone you'd like us to interview, please let us know or please come out to one of the live events. This coming week, I'm presenting 
to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing at the Governor's Club of Palm Beach. And it's, of course, in Palm Beach, Florida. Then on Saturday, October 6th, I'm presenting a keynote at the Association for Women in Communications Annual Conference in Orlando, Florida. I'll put links to all of these events in the show notes. On a, October 16th, I'm going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, presenting to the American Marketing Association there in Birmingham. On the weekend of October 26th, I'll be in Boston at PodCamp Boston. Now, if you're not familiar with PodCamps, these are great events. They're basically like unconferences. And the first one was Boston last year. And now there's these unconferences springing up all over the world. You can find out more information at PodCamp.com. And PodCamp Boston 2 is the one coming up the weekend of October 26th. Over 700 people attended the first one. We're expecting over 2,000 people uh, later in October. On Saturday, November 3rd, I'm presenting it at, at the Diomo How to Buy a Business Conference. If you didn't listen to Episode 7, Richard Parker is the CEO of Diomo, and um, they're presenting a conference with a number of speakers explaining how to buy a business. And on December 10th is the Specialized Information Publishers Association annual convention. It's at the Lowe's Hotel in Miami, and we'd love to see you down there on December 10th. sample of the song of the week. It's a great track called Beautiful, and it's from a band called Loveless. And uh, like all our songs, they come from the Podcast Music Network. And we'll play the full track at the end of the show. We have a great interview coming up with James Martell. He's the author of the Affiliate Marketer's Handbook, and he offers a number of training courses for several thousand dollars. But you'll get a 25-minute free preview here today at the end of the show. We also have a couple of live chats we conducted at Commission Junction University in Santa Barbara. We did a session live at the opening cocktail reception and a group chat at a lunch on the second day of the event. So we'll get to one of those this week and one of them next week. In our Live from the Blog segment, we'll explore a usability study. And in the What's Hot feature, we're going to talk about a really uh, great blog and podcast that we've been watching over the last several months. So let's get it started with the live chat from the opening night cocktail reception at Commission Junction University. And um, let me get into that now. Setting on the ocean in Santa Barbara, California at the cocktail party, the opening night of Commission Junction University. And I'm with Mark, Stephen, and Charles, and Daniel. And I'll let everyone basically tell... uh, if, guys, if you don't mind, give me a description of your company first, and then we'll just do a couple quick questions and uh, go from there. So Mark is first from You Promise. I am Mark with uh, You Promise, and we are a company that helps American families save and pay for college. Excellent. And Stephen and uh, Daniel, right, are from Reunion.com. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and, and Reunion. Uh, my name is Stephen Cho. Uh, my background is about seven years in the online marketing space. Um, Reunion.com is an online social network where people can use it to find each other, people they haven't seen for a long time, lost loves, old classmates, just anybody that they're looking for. 
And furthermore, and I'm Danny, uh, furthermore helps them stay in touch once reconnecting. Um, my background is I've been in the space for over five years. and uh, You're an old-timer. Yeah, in this space, right? And um, I'm a serial affiliate marketing manager. <laughs> Great. And Charles is an affiliate. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, Charles. Uh, well, when Google came out with, uh, with, with, their, with their paid search program, I figured out how to do it in about six weeks after they came out in 2001. I've been doing that since this summer. I've learned how to do natural search. So I do business with about half the, half the people at, at CJ. And, and Charles, you're an affiliate. You want to explain sort of a little bit about your company and where people could find you? Um, yes, my the company name is, is is PPC Marketing. I live in McLean, Virginia. They can um, they can find me if they can get my if they can get my uh, my business at PPC Marketing, right? And you bought you t- told me that story, right? You bought that domain, didn't you? No, I didn't. You, you got it in the original. Right. So it's ppcmarketing.com. Okay, I'm going to go back to Mark. And um, first question I'll ask is um, the Commission Junction University is a gathering of a bunch of affiliates and companies that work with CJ. Uh, CJ.com is Commission Junction's great URL. Um, what, are you, what are you looking to get out of the show and what are you guys trying to do here? Sure, well, we've been a partner with Commission Junction for many years now and we get um, you know, a significant amount of our partnerships that we have with our merchants through Commission Junction and their network. And it's always great to not only meet the people from Commission Junction in person and um, get to talk about strategy, the future, and um, you know more of the things that we could be doing together. But also, you know, and more, probably more importantly, we get to meet our actual merchants, so we can talk to them individually, set up some private meetings off, you know, off sides, and um, really just build those relationships. Because I think one of the main things with affiliate marketing is all based on relationships. So it's amazing that we're all in internet marketing, and we've all basically made it so easy for the consumers to do business without face-to-face, but the face-to-face is such a big part of this business, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, guys, what, what's Reunion trying to do here at the show? We're, we're really trying to expand our reach. Um, we work with CJ for a number of years, and I think there's a lot of areas in which we're trying to expand into, such as um, you know reward sites and coupon sites, which we've typically stayed away from. And I think that this is a great place to come to really get the cream of the crop. So what are you trying to accomplish here? What, If you could leave here and three things really well, what would that be? I would say number one was uh, increase the volume and the output that we're getting from CJ. And events like this make that really, easily, really what, easy. And for people who aren't as familiar with affiliate marketing, what's volume and output? Well, volume in terms of how many people we can actually acquire through our partners. Uh, our model is paid subscriptions and free subscriptions. So our affiliates help drive that business for us through uh, attracting new users to our website. So you're looking for new affiliates and right. deeper, better relationships right. with, the, with the ones you have. Right. Charles, what are you hoping to learn or accomplish over the next couple of days here in Santa Barbara? Well, this summer I learned how to do natural search um, pretty efficiently. So what I'm interested in doing is finding people who can give me good content that I can that I can bring for targeted keywords up at the top of the search engines. So you're looking for content. Excellent. Um, one, other, one last question I'll ask, and I always ask this on all my interviews. What's some of the technology you're using on the Internet to make your web life easier? 
Um, what are some of the social networking tools you're using? Are you on Facebook, LinkedIn? Uh, have you discovered Twitter, or Second Life, or what, what different tools you're using personally or for, from a business perspective to be more effective? Uh, Stephen, you want to go first? Well, actually, we just found a new uh, social network for online marketing companies. It's called AdBree. <laughs> it is a uh, social network for How do you spell that? A-D-B-R-E-E uh, dot com. AdBree, okay. And uh, it's very interesting because uh, it's a site for uh, internet uh, advertising professionals. Uh, I think we've actually done some business on there. Um, it's very, it's a very niche site. So you make, you write comments to people. They really respond. You get their phone numbers, and you start writing some business. Uh, we found that to awesome. be very, um, very useful. I'll sign up tonight. It's like an event like this. <laughs> Look for Jay Berkowitz on Adbury. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like an event like this, except it's in shorthand. All right, Daniel. Anything else? Uh, any other sites you're you're active with, or any new tools you've discovered? I think that the one tried and true for me is LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Know? Yeah. So events like this, between events like this and then going to my computer and adding them on LinkedIn, it really solidifies yeah, Have you guys found, though, that Facebook's really taking off? You know like, what? I'm I frustrated. Into it yet. I've got 235 or 275 LinkedIn's, and I've got about 45 Facebooks. Right. But it seems like I, maybe I should have been working on Facebook. Since they opened their app, our, the, their architecture for applications, Facebook seems to be all abuzz. Charles, what uh, tools and toys are you playing with these days? Um, I use SEO Website Builder uh, for my for my, for my uh, website development, and uh, using a, a tool called Three Way Links uh, Word Tracker. Word Tracker is great. Yeah. And any into any of the social networking stuff? Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I have, I have been using Facebook for uh, for the affiliate summit. They have an executive committee for the chat for yeah. the chat of one stripe or another. But I find that I find that Facebook as a business tool um, is is adapted for guys with really great personalities. It is an extension of their personalities, yeah. and um, so if you have. My recommendation is if you have a first-class personality, you want to use, you want to get into something like Facebook, uh, because you, you wind up being a brand unto yourself, and that's. Uh, but if you don't have a first-class personality, get into search. <laughs> and uh, finally, Mark, what what are the social networking sites that you're using for business or personal effectiveness? We actually um, are looking at social networking to be a part of our own site. Um, we find that when we talk to our members face to face, they actually, you know, feel very strongly about saving for college and their children's education, and we want to give them that outlet, you know, purely to talk about those types of things. So, we're looking at launching our own social network on Your Promise to enable parents to connect about that. Um, you know, the other social networking sites, you know, have huge benefits, um, but I think when it comes to saving for college, it's it's a pretty niche little group. So. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. Unless everyone has a last-minute thought, we'll get... It seems like the band's coming back on, so it'll be a good time to cut off and uh, enjoy the show. All right, thank you. Okay, well, thanks to everyone. We'll have links to all those uh, websites in the show notes, and uh, thanks to those folks for participating. We had a listener email this week. It was from Thomas Perrot, or Thomas Perot. Sorry for the pronunciation, Thomas. And um, I'll just read it now. 
He said, I listened to the sixth podcast. It had an interview with the CEO of Grandparents.com. I found many of your insights intriguing, especially the concept that direct marketers are good internet marketers. I think that is generally true, but then you look at infomercial companies who should be really good at internet retailing, and you see them screw it up royally. I look forward to the next podcast. 45 minutes is okay. I listen on my daily commute on the train back and forth from the suburbs to central London. Best regards and best wishes. If I can think of more feedback in the future, I'll let you know. And I got another uh, note from Thomas about three days later. He said, Okay, Jay, I listened to number seven, and it was really good, so I've downloaded four and five. I think you've got me hooked now. Well, thanks very much, Thomas. I'm glad we've created a loyal listener. And I look forward to hearing from more of you out there. I know we're getting a lot of downloads on iTunes and at the 10 Golden Rules website. So please come out of lurker mode. What do you like about the show? What don't you like? What do you want more of? Can you create a segment? Do you want to do you want to be a participant? We'd love to have a regular contributor to the show. Is there someone who wants to send us a two or three or four minute segment every week and we'll play it on the show? Please get in touch. Send me an email at podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at number 10 goldenrules.com. Or call in to 206 888 6606 and we'll play your comments on the show. Okay, so um, next up is our live from the blog segment. And we have one call in from our live from the blog segment. And here's Margie with a really interesting comment. Hi, this is Margie. Uh, this week, one of our clients filled us in on some recent testing they had done on their website by a company called Creative Good. They had completed what the company refers to as a listening lab, which, quote, combines the best of traditional usability research and less directive market research methods, end quote. The client noted they had eight people instructed to visit their website by giving them the domain name. Then the client asked me, can you guess how many first went to a search engine to find our website, even though they were told the domain name? I told him it was probably far more than he ever expected, and I was right, as he admitted it was seven, seven out of eight. And the only one who didn't, he said, with exasperation in his voice, was a computer tech. I wasn't really surprised. I've seen results like these again and again, depending on the mix in the group. But the part that did surprise me was the client's reaction, which basically translated to, wow, all that stuff you've been saying about SEO, I guess it really does matter because even if they know our domain, they're going to search for us anyway. And I had to admit, I'd never thought of it that way. But the fact is, being found in search engines is more important than any of us think. If seven out of eight people who have used a computer and the Internet before are going to use a search engine to find your site, even though they know your domain, then we've all got a lot of work to do on our SEO. Well, thanks, Margie. That was really interesting. You know, life itself is interesting. A lot of times you'll hear the same bit of information two to three different ways in the same week or two. You know, Margie pointed out in the call that even though the researcher specifically gave people a website address, the people still put that website address or the, or the client's name into the search engine to get to the website. A similar um, information point I learned this week was at CJU. There was a lot of talk by advertisers and affiliates 
They were fighting over the right to promote the advertiser's name and the main keywords on the search engines. And this week on our 10 Golden Rules Google Analytics, for those of you who don't know, Google Analytics is free with Google AdWords. And it's a really great program that tells you who's coming to your website and where they're coming from. And so I was doing some research this weekend and I was looking at the top keyword phrases that were generating traffic to our website. And in the free area of Google, two of the top 10 phrases were 10 golden rules, T-E-N golden rules, at two, delivered 294 visits, and 10 golden rules, the number 10, delivered 77 visits. So, you know, clearly people type the name of our company into the search engine, and they don't type it into the, the URL on the browser bar. And interestingly, 92 people searched Jay Berkowitz when likely they were looking for 10 golden rules. So um, next up, let's get into the blog or podcast of the week. Okay, in this section, we feature a blog or a podcast that I'm listening to or that one of our team is listening to or a blog that we read on a regular basis, someone who's always coming up with great ideas. And so without further ado, who is the blog or podcast of the week? Well, this week it's a blog and it's www.micropersuasion.com. Steve Rubell is a really bright guy. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet, but I look forward to that opportunity. He's a vice president at Edelman Communications. They're a global PR firm. And Steve, uh, also his articles are also featured on Business Week, Advertising Age, PR Week, and the New York Times. He's spoken at the Always On Innovation Summit, Gnomedex, and Mesh 2006. And the blog is called micropersuasion.com. And I follow Steve on Twitter. He's always on the top of the breaking news, whether it was Apple dropping the price of iPhones or a new story out of the New York communications world. He's, um, you know, really plugged into what's happening in technology and marketing. So this is um, a section from his blog, and he defines a new kind of career that's emerging called Enter the Geek Marketer. And I'll just read from his blog. He says, while hard statistics are hard to come by, anecdotally, I can tell you that dozens of Fortune 500 companies including some of our clients, are recruiting geek marketers, either from within or outside. That's not their specific title, of course. However, it is their role. These cross-trained specialists are fluent in both the worlds of technology and marketing. They're marketers by trade, yet they also have a hardcore interest in technology and social anthropology. As curious individuals, they are constantly studying how digital advances are changing our culture and media. Armed with these insights, they regularly apply them in a marketing context by working closely with brand teams to codify new best practices. And I think this blog just sums up something that, that I always get from Steve. I always get a really good idea. I always get um, a new insight into, into my business. And he's now defined a new role, the geek marketer. And there's clearly a, 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 an opportunity for that role at our company. We're calling it a, a, a Web 2.0 account manager and we're looking for a geek marketer at 10 golden rules so if you're in the the geek marketing business please get in touch with us and um, 
clearly some of our clients also need a geek marketer so I'll quote Steve the first few times I do that and after that it'll be my turn uh, next up is our top 10 list Now for the top 10 list, I'm going to play two different song intros, and I'd love to get your feedback. We're going to use one of these going forward to define all of our top 10 lists. Now what the top 10 list is, we go through a list 1 to 10. That's how we started the 10 golden rules with the 10 golden rules of internet marketing. Today I'm going to share with you the top 10 things I learned at Commission Junction University. So first let me get to um, a song called Count to 10 by Laura Hughes. And uh, let me know your feedback on which song you prefer as the intro to the top 10 lists. Okay, so that's Laura Hughes. And next up, this one is a band called The Wise and their song is called 10 to 1. One, two, three, when you look at me, I go well, because I know you're crazy for me, and four, five, six, I know you get your kicks when I sing for you, baby, sing it for you. Listen closely. So I'd love your feedback. Give me some votes. Give me some call-ins or emails. Who do you like better? Laura Hughes with Count to 10, or The Wise with 10 to 1. Give us a call at 206-888-6606. Give me a vote for Laura Hughes or The Wise. So next up, I will give you my top 10 list. And these are the top 10 things I either learned or remembered at CJU. And I want to explain that because I have a personal rating system I use when I see a speaker. And um, hopefully not too many of you will use this if you see me at a speaking occasion coming up because it's a tough scale. But I create a scale of 100%. I rate things in three sections. What percent is brand new information that I learned from the speaker? What percent is something I knew before but I haven't thought of recently? or I didn't think of it form the current projects I was working on. I keep a to-do list in the back of my conference note notebook and I jot down any ideas I get while I'm in a speaking session. It, it's a great idea starter and, and I find I get tremendous ideas when I'm out of the day-to-day -day grind and sometimes those are brand new things. Sometimes those are things I thought of before but I think of them in a different context. Um, and finally, what percent of, of my time was completely wasted. Uh, what, I was bored and I was checking my email on my trio and everyone around me is, is either on their laptop or their Blackberry, something you're seeing very regularly now at conferences. So the conference overall for me was about a 15, 50, 35. That in my rating system that's 15 percent brand new ideas, uh, brand new websites I hadn't heard of and brand new connections I hadn't made before. 50% were thought starters, things that I'd thought of before, um, maybe an idea I can apply for one client that I hadn't done, uh, I, something I had done before in my career, but I hadn't applied that way. And possibly an, an idea I can use to promote the 10 Golden Rules podcast, because this podcast is basically brand new, and there's a lot of things we've done before that I haven't applied for the podcast. And, and you know, finally, 40% or 35% of my time 
was pretty much wasted and, and I was able to uh, hop on my trio and, and uh, keep in touch with the office by email. So here's the 10 list, 10 things I learned or remembered at CJU. Number one was short tail search is very, very hot. There's been a lot of talk about long tail search. Long tail is a term coined by Chris Anderson in his book, The Long Tail, where he basically talks about the, the, the hundreds or thousands of terms that will be used to search for a particular product or service. Now, for all the talk about long tail search, um, there's really a lot of focus today by affiliates uh, who are creating one large uh, site versus lots of micro sites. They're focusing on the main power keyword phrases. They're looking at sites with hundreds of pages. Um, a small affiliate SEO site is 200 pages, according to James Martell in the interview coming up at the end of this podcast. We can no longer create content that is not exceptional, exceptionally well written, exceptionally well researched, and unique. And um, uh, so, so, so basically, a lot of focus on short tail search, focusing on the main two to three to five keyword phrases that are going to drive tra traffic, getting those pages on extremely rich sites, 50 to 200 pages deep. Trend number two that I identified is a clash coming between advertisers and affiliates in pay-per-click search. Um, advertisers have started blocking their own trademark phrases and main terms and affiliates are very outspoken against this practice. It caused a heated debate in at least two sessions and it was discussed at the publishers focus group and there was a discussion about starting a group to fight this practice among advertisers. So look for more on the clash between advertiser, advertisers and affiliates on pay-per-click terms. The number three thing I learned is there's a lot of affiliates who only support one or two programs. And I was very surprised by this because my natural inclination is to try 10, 15, 20 different programs and, and cover myself. And what has happened is there was a lot of folks at the show who were mortgage affiliates and they learned the hard way that they must diversify because the category of affiliate marketing has basically fallen on very, very hard times in the mortgage business. Another business that's very, very soft is the mini-med discount style insurance programs. So if you're focused on just one area as an affiliate, I encourage you to diversify. Get four or five, six different categories where you're learning and applying the best practices in those categories to cover yourself in case an industry goes south. Trend number, number four was a buzzword, and that is articles. I've always described website content as content, copy, words and phrases that you put on a website page. But the new buzzword is articles. There's lots of talk about creating articles. James Martell, in the interview again, explains something he calls his pad technique, professional article distribution. And Jeremy Palmer, a multi-million dollar affiliate, said that creating new articles always generates traffic to his website. Trend number five, or, or, or learning number five for me, was that affiliates don't want to be paid twice a month. According to a CJ survey, they want to be paid once a month, just the way they are, and not twice a month. I was very surprised by that. However, they do want direct deposit, and that is coming to 90 countries this year, according to CJ. Next up is from Jeremy Palmer. As I mentioned, he's the uh, multi-million dollar affiliate from quityourdayjob.com. And Jeremy did a great session on using measurability to improve your performance. 
We interviewed Jeremy on our podcast number three. So if you want to hear a full 25-minute interview with this very, very bright young affiliate marketer, check out 10 Golden Rules podcast number three. Jeremy pointed out that Google Analytics is a great tool for looking at your website stats, including traffic sources and analysis that can help identify click fraud. He uses analytics to identify the top searches that bring people to the site, and then he creates similar content pages to drive more traffic to the site. Um, Jeremy also mentioned he has a free guide to Google's quality score. Google's pay-per-click program not only places your ad based on how much you bid, it's also taking into effect your click-through rate and your quality score. Quality score is basically the landing page, the quality of the landing page and how it matches to the keyword phrase that was searched. So you can find Jeremy's free guide at quityourdayjob.com slash qualitystore.pdf. Okay, and next up, Greg Smith from Ogilvy Neo. He is the first big agency guy that really gets it. He did a great keynote presentation, and Greg has agreed to do an interview for this podcast the next time I'm in New York City. So I have three points from Greg. Uh, number one, he said that their agency, his media briefing, basically to his media department, is spend everything you can in search and then plan the rest of the media with the money left over because search is the most effective, the most cost-effective dollars that you can spend on a program. Number eight, learning number eight, again from Greg Smith, TV, on TV, you run an ad once and you might reach 10 million people. On YouTube, if you get a big hit, it might run 10 million times and only one person sees it. And that's really, that really sums up the difference between traditional marketing and interactive marketing. And the problem for agencies is that creatives are scared to leave the 30-second model they know so well. And the reality is it's much easier to schedule that one commercial than do the huge amount of work it's required to do um, the types of internet marketing that, that we do to create that viral video, to develop an affiliate program, to build a pay-per-click pay search program with a thousand terms, to build the content on the website. Basically, the old model is a lot more cost-effective for agencies. The number nine thing I learned, and, and this also from Greg Smith, is don't send consumers an ad. You can do a much better job if you create a community. The example he gave was for American Express. He said, wouldn't it be better to develop a community called I Love Paris and create a mini-site all about the city of Paris? Create a Google map showing where platinum card people eat. Develop a section with card member reviews and um, all kinds of contributions from members about things they love about the city of Paris. And the tenth thing I learned at, a, at affiliates uh, at Commission Junction University was from one of the CJ presentations. They recommended that we help affiliates prepare for seasons. Let them know when customers um, are starting to plan a, a summer vacation. When are they going to start shopping for Halloween? When are they going to start shopping for Christmas? Provide them with creative and matching landing pages well in advance of those seasons and, and or develop a link that rotates the creative for them. So if they can put one banner ad up on their site that's going to change with the seasons, it's going to have Valentine's ads, then it's going to have St. Patrick's ads, then it's going to get into s spring ads, then it's going to show um, Labor Day ads, etc., etc. So um, those are the 10 things that I learned from Commission Junction University. I'll sum them up really quickly. Number one, short tail search is hot. Number two, there's a clash coming between advertisers and affiliates in pay-per-click search. 
Number three, there's a lot of affiliates who only support one to two programs. They should diversify because the mortgage affiliates have gotten burned. Number four, create articles. Number five, affiliates don't want to be paid twice. They're happy being paid once. They have their system set up. Number six, Google Analytics is a great tool for identifying what's bringing people to your site and you can create more content. Number seven, spend everything you can in search and then plan the rest of your media. Number eight, um, long, basically the, the uh, uh, internet advertising approach takes a lot more work than the old-fashioned TV approach for agencies. Number nine, um, create a community and number ten, help affiliates prepare for seasons. Next up is our interview with James Martell. So at the end of the conference, I sat down with James Martell. Um, there's a little bit of background. It's, it's actually noise from a beautiful little fountain and the occasional car going on the road running between the hotel and the beach. James describes how he got into the business, how he developed his training courses, some tips for beginners in the affiliate business, and some advanced tips for the more sophisticated users. And one of the things I will mention is he, you know, everything he talks about is very relevant for all internet marketers. He talks about the importance of developing uh, and improving your website so it gets picked up in the search engines and how to do that. So it's going to start with the fountain sounds. It's very soothing so I'll let that roll for 10 or 20 seconds and then it goes right into the interview with James. Well, this will be the final portion from Affiliate Summit, and I'm sitting here today with James Martell, who's the author of uh, the Affiliate Marketer's Handbook and a real expert in this space, and um, we're in an absolutely stunning, beautiful location. I'm going to take a picture. Don't let me forget, James. Absolutely. Because <laughs> this one needs a picture to go with it. <laughs> and um, we're sitting at, uh, just outside the um, resort or the, the hotel where Commission Junction University was held, the Fest Parker's Doubletree Resort. And it's right on the water, and it's an absolutely stunning, beautiful day, or three days we've had. been very, very fortunate. So uh, enough of my stuff. Uh, James, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and your company? Well, you know, it's interesting. And thank you so much for, uh, for inviting me to do this. This is I was actually just speaking with my wife, who's here as well. And this is actually our sixth visit to uh, CJU down in Santa Barbara here. Great. And every time we come here, it's amazing. The weather is so spectacular. We're sitting here. Crystal clear blue skies, palm trees, little fountain in the background, ocean right in front of us, sandy beaches. So, you know, it's a pretty crazy way to uh, not only make a living but, you know, enjoy a conference. It's amazing yeah. we actually get anything done. Actually, Mitch, Mitch Joel, if you're listening, this would be my second beach cast. So <laughs> I know two, two beach casts to one. <laughs> Mitch is, uh, of course, the amazing podcaster of Six Pixels of Separation. And he did a beach cast from somewhere in his trip to Thailand, and I did a beach cast in uh, the Bahamas. And so no now, kidding, yeah. now we've got the uh, the West Coast covered off. I'll have to do an each coast. Oh, maybe I'll East Coast to. Coast Beach soon. Maybe I'll have to get in on this uh, little game we got going on. Yeah, J James is from Vancouver, Canada, and um, you want to tell us a little bit about being located in Canada and being in this business? 
Well, I've lived up in the uh, in Vancouver my whole life. I've got a wife and four kids, and I think the oldest one is now 20, so they don't particularly like it when I call them kids anymore. Yeah. And even the, the three just below them are, you know, Shelby's 17, Justin just turned 19, so we've, uh, we've lived their entire lives, and for the most part, these kids of ours have grown up around this entire industry of affiliate marketing in our home because we've been working doing this since 1999 your wife's in the business as well my wife's in the business as well although she wasn't when we first began yeah but uh, after a couple of years and uh, you know the checks were rolling pretty good by that point and she started you know amazing how that'll get their attention and she she decided to join us and she started uh, developing content for us and really getting behind working on the sites and helping us to promote the business. So it's been a, quite an amazing ride. And tell me a little bit of, about your business as it pertains to, uh, you know, you have a book and, and a number of products you've developed that you sell yourself, and you're also still an affiliate for other people's products. Maybe explain how that works for, well, for some of the folks who are newer to the space. Essentially, when I got started was back in 1999. I was sitting in my little home office in a place called Abbotsford, British Columbia, which is in the... Fraser Valley, about an hour east of Vancouver, for those people that maybe know the West Coast a little bit of Canada. And I'm sitting there working away in its more traditional type telecom business, employees, overhead, basically starving to death and dying every day. And uh, my buddy Sean comes wandering into my little home office and he says, let me show you what I'm doing. And he knew we were struggling along, and the kids were a lot younger back then. But he says, let me show you what I'm doing. And he sits down in front of my computer, pulls up a little website that he created to offer services for a company down in California, which, interestingly enough, is where we're sitting now. So, and I says, well, that's very interesting, Sean. Why did you do that? He says, well, they pay me anywhere from $2.35 to $4 for every lead that I send them. I says, this is interesting. So how are you doing? And he was doing a couple thousand leads in a month at that point. So he was doing extremely well. And basically, I just said, will you show me how to do this? I'd love to learn how to do this. And was that a full-time job for him or part-time? At that time, he, he was actually already full-time. He yeah. was probably the first full-time affiliate that I'd ever met. Yeah. And uh, he basically stumbled into it as well. Is he still in the business? No, he's actually retired now. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally finished. He, yeah. he did extremely well in affiliate programs, got into real estate, took some of the money that he made there, and now he's, he's 33, 34 years old, totally retired. Oh, totally retired yeah, at 34. Yeah. <laughs> old oh, time. He'll, he'll find something else. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a great guy. Awesome. So, so then how did you, you, you started doing the same stuff? So essentially what Sean did for me is, I, you know, I basically had... Uh, I think it was front page 1997 on my computer, and they taught me how to open it up because it came bundled with Microsoft Office back then. Yeah. And he basically gave me the lay of the land, showed me how to do some things. So I started making my own websites. They're probably the ugliest things you ever saw. But we got them up, and we got them online, and we got the merchants installed. And I was worried about making sure the affiliate tracking was working okay. And, you know, every time I kind of stumbled or needed a little bit of help, I could phone Sean. He'd either come over or walk me through it on the phone. So That's great. You know, over some time and a little bit of trial and error, I dug into it, and I really kind of started to figure it out. And then my first check arrived. Awesome. I built the first very ugly versions of 10 Golden Rules website using front page myself. <laughs> and fortunately, the teams helped me out. It's a little prettier today. <laughs> well, good old front page. You know, I, we kind of give them a bit of a hard time, but... 
Mm-hmm. You know, back then there wasn't a lot of choices for content yeah. publishing systems. There really wasn't anything. Yeah. In fact, even in 2001, I remember we were looking for a, a content management system, something that was server-side, something that we could log on to on the Internet. And there were a few archaic-type you know, platforms available, but they wouldn't do what we needed them to do to gain top rankings at the search engine. So we, we ended up staying with FrontPage for you know, probably into 2003. And yeah. you know, as much as we give it a hard time, it's made us a lot of money. So. What, what kind of tools are you using today to build the sites? We have been using a variety of different tools. Uh, my business has, has basically been changed over the years. Where In the early days, I was building many, many websites. So I'd build a, a site on this topic. Or I'd come to a conference like Commission Junction, as we just have done. And you get handed cards by merchants who are advertisers, as they call them now, who are attempting to recruit us into their programs. So I'd be gathering up these cards, and I'd go home and I'd build a website or six or eight sites. And they weren't usually too large, but they would be... 50, 100, 200-page sites. Today, though, and that's what we did with Front Page, and we had a little CMS that we ended up, content management system that we ended up finding around 2003, and uh, we were building one of our own, and, you know, make a long story short, fast forward to today, now we're looking at some pretty cool tools, like a Joomla or a Mambo or... One of the ones, one of the one of the most popular ones that students of mine use is ExciteProWeb.com or ExcitePro, yeah. and a lot of students use that. It's it's a it's it's basically, I would say, where front page should be, but yeah. isn't because it gives you a well front page shut down. I know right? they're I know. done. <laughs> I know closed <laughs> up shop and don't support the product anymore. <laughs> well, and they've got another version of it, but you know there's so many more options now. In in the old days with front page, we had to teach somebody how to. Go out and find a template. Take that template, download it into their computer, open it up as a web. Then we had to teach them how to add the content to the pages and add the images and do everything they needed to do. And then when that was done, they needed to get an FTP program or install, you know, use maybe front page server, but which wasn't too popular with me. And then they need to learn how to upload their site. So there's all these steps that people had to go through in order to get their site online. Where today, if you use, you know, an Excite Pro uh, package, or you go maybe a WordPress, where yeah. it's you, you a blogger platform. It's really easy. It's yeah. very simple. If you can write a headline and add your content, you're you're done. You, you got to do this. I mean, a blog really is a website. That's right. And a lot of uh, affiliates are using blogs, and you can throw them up quick, quickly after one of these shows. You betcha you, you can. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your, your side of the business, where you're promoting your own products, and how that's evolved your business. Well, after, you know, we got started in 1999, around the middle of 2001, I was already, I was basically doing the same thing Sean was doing. All kinds of friends were asking me, well, can you show me how to do this? Will you teach me how to do this? And I was doing it, but it was really starting to take away from my own business because I just couldn't deal with the, all these people phoning up asking questions. And, you know, it was kind of fun in the beginning, but after a while, the phone would ring at 9 o'clock at night. I was like, you know... I really don't feel like doing this right now, so but, but we did it. So the idea came that why don't I put together a little training class in which in the central area of Vancouver is a little town called New Westminster. So we put it together in New West, came up with a little fee to bring people in and teach them how to do this. And we would do one evening a week. They'd come in on a Wednesday evening, and then I would go through, which you know were the early versions of my book where we would take them through the whole process of building a step where they'd come in one week one, they do the work, give them some homework, they go 
come back week two, we'd go through it, and then we'd send them off. And then by the time we were through the course, they'd actually have a website up and running and making money. So Awesome. So really practical, hands-on, do-it-yourself. Do-it-yourself is yeah. a big favorite word of mine. Do-it-yourself. Yeah. So, but eventually even that started to become a little taxing on my affiliate business. Because the reason I like affiliate business, and as much as I love the training, and I do love it, affiliate business is better. Because once you have the customers, once you have sorry, once you have the websites up and online and ranking well, you get paid whether you're down at CJU or anywhere. I mean, we travel all over the world now, and and the sites still continue to make money whether we're at home or not. So the training, as good as it was in 2001, it was starting to really eat into my business. So I had a buddy of mine that was living out in the Montreal area, and I was chatting with him, and I says, "Why don't we write an ebook?" And this was a brand new word to us back in 2001. It's like an yeah. ebook. Okay, what's an ebook? So we came up with this whole idea, and I figured it would take us a month or two to write this little book that we could teach people how to do this. And it was kind of Wild West stuff because we didn't know if you could actually teach somebody how to build a website using front page from a manual without getting to talk to me. So, but we persevered through it, and six and a half months later, he was working for me full time. We finished off what we called the Affiliate Marketer's Handbook. 2002 edition, and we launched it in the middle of uh, 2002, and that, that was basically the evolution of the course into yeah. the manual. And you, the third edition is the 2006, right? And the third, yeah, the third edition. That's the current model. That's the current <laughs> model. Current model. We launched. We we actually went through after all the changes of Google in 2004, 2005. It was time to to go through the handbook, top to bottom, give it a complete overhaul which is what we did. And then a little later in the year, since that was done, I did a boot camp in my hometown where we brought in people from all points in between and uh, hired a film crew to come in where I could actually teach the, the eight steps of the handbook, take them through the all the baby steps and everything that goes with it in a 10-hour video training, which is a now a companion piece to the, uh, to the third edition of the handbook. Great. And um, we sort of danced around it a little bit here, but uh, a big core of what you're talking about and what you, you're teaching people is how to get free traffic on the search engines. You mentioned you know, building small sites, and some people heard you say 50 to 200 pages <laughs> and probably rolled their eyes a little bit, and you talked about getting ranked on Google. So um, talk about some of the, the, the core principles of, of how you get ranked on Google and, and search engine marketing, which, which is really your core... Um, your core strategy, right? Absolutely. Well, essentially, in today's search engine environment, I'm finding to get ranked in Google, and you can go to Google and you can type in a keyword phrase like work at home online. You can see one of my sites. It's in the top three. It's called work at home net guides. Same techniques we're, we're going to talk about right now is the same stuff I do. Or you type in the keyword phrase earn extra income. We're talking top drawer keywords. So this whether you're you're looking to go more long tail or you're looking to go after those you know those really holy grail type keywords, same strategies apply. So it really boils down to in this environment today is that and we've probably for anybody that's been around this business a while have heard this, but it really needs to sink in. We can no longer create content that is not exceptional. It has to be exceptionally well written exceptionally well-researched, very unique and interesting, and and saying unique meaning different from everybody else. That's basically one component of it. And if you can get and do that, and having 
you know, and, and when you're right, when I say 50 to 200 pages of content, a lot of people will, you know, that, that does sound like a lot. But, you know, if you, were, you could get into the habit of adding a page or two a week over the period of a year, you got over 100 pages of content. So I'm, I'm a guy that believes in being steady Eddie. So number one is real content. So, no, so you don't need 50 out of the gate. How, how many do you recommend launching a site with? How many pages? Typically, a, a site that we launch will have anywhere from 15 to 20 pages. Typically, of course, a home page. Yep. Then there will be four or five what I call product pages, which are really the, the action-packed pages. These are the pages you spend your, your time researching, you spend your money on, make sure your keywords are right, make sure you're really focused on creating content for that visitor. So there's six pages. Then you've got your basic pages that you find on any website. Contact us. About, about us. us. About the editors, a page I love to do. You know, yeah. get a picture of you, why you built the site, why you've constructed this site in this fashion. And then press release. I'm big into press releases using PR Web. You know, it costs 80 bucks to have a press release submitted that very commonly will show up on Google News, Yahoo News within a day or two. I mean, if you're not doing press releases, learn how to do press releases. Go to PR Web, learn how to do press releases. They do a free webinar. Yeah, so, we've, we've covered the PR Web trick extensively yes, it's already good. on the podcast. and. And we'll do some more, actually. We have an interesting debate coming up do you? with uh, a, a PR web uh, proponent and uh, an anti-PR web guy. <laughs> okay. That'll be interesting to hear. So once you did, so, so, so there's basically the, the core website. So once, so imagine now you've got a homepage that's been well, very well constructed. You've got four or five product pages that are the same, same quality. You've probably hired a professional writer. If you're not a writer, don't pretend to be a writer. Hire them. You can usually get one of these pages created for about 50 bucks. You go to elance.com and hire. You can post a project, post a bid. They'll come in. The writers will come in and bid on it. Go through them just like eBay. Go through their feedback. You know, award the project. Let them do the writing. The only thing that I really take care of when I'm, as far as on-page optimization, which is kind of what we're talking about now, is making sure we got a killer headline that includes the keyword phrase or a variation of it that I want that page to rank for. I also make sure the title tag, which is probably the most important part, has the keyword phrase within it as well. And then the third component of that is to make sure the content was well-researched and well-written because if it's well-researched, it will be keyword-rich. So that's on-page. Now, obviously, we get that onto our website. Now we want to get it ranking in Google. And where I find most people make their biggest mistake is they fall into the trap of thinking most people in today's environment realize that Google's going to determine where your page is listed in the search results by analyzing the backlinks pointing to that page. You need to think pages, not websites. Google doesn't rank websites, Google ranks web pages. So Link, links from other sites to your site. Links from or other backlinks sites. Backlinks is another way to That's right. And term there's that. a variety of terms for it. Yahoo calls them in links. Google calls them backward links. Some people call them inbound links. Other people call them, you know, links. Links. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's essentially you're right. It's a link from another person's website or another person's web page to your page, and that's really where the second component is. So we talked about on-page optimization. Off-page is as important, maybe even a little bit more important, because where guys fall into the trap is they don't handle that end of the business correctly. So, how do you recommend going out and building your your backlinks? What we do, unlike so many other guys, what a lot of guys are doing is they're going out to what we see these article directories, places that we can mass submit our articles 
to 200, 300 directories at the push of a button. And I see people do that or they go to the directories and they do the same thing and they do the, these mass submissions and they do it over and over again, even if it's a great piece of content and they give it to another webmaster or have it published on that article directory. And then they wait and they wonder why their, their pages never show up in the search results. And they're just like, this doesn't work. This, is, this doesn't work. Where if they were just to take that strategy and change it ever so slightly, what I use is what we call the PAD technique. We cover this in, in my trainings, and it's a it's an acronym for Professional Article Distribution, and it's probably the only acronym <laughs> we use in the entire training, and I had to come up with one just for fun, but it's called PAD, okay, because what we do is we, we have a professionally written article written. I was actually speaking with a gentleman last night who was looking at promoting one of his websites, and he was wondering, well, why, you know, so you, you create an article, we talked all about Elance and creating great content, interesting, informative, and unique that you can give to another webmaster. First question that we get for him: well, Why would they publish your article on my on, the, on their site? So and we talked about reasons why, because they too need interesting and informative content, and a lot of webmasters have no concept of how to do that. So if you can what, talk, what's pad? Professional article distribution. distribution. Okay. Professional article distribution. So and I find that if you can hire a writer to develop you a nice article, and it's a very simple concept, and have that article placed on another webmaster's site, which is trusted by the search engines. Search engine trusted website is where your article needs to go, and it has a backlink back to your website with the right keyword phrase. You have a very powerful strategy. I would take one of those. I would, I would much prefer to have one article on a trusted website with a good link back to my web page on a trusted site than a thousand articles distributed to any article directory. Fantastic. And the press releases are great too. Press releases are absolutely probably my secret weapon because they're amazing. I mean, they're not only do they, they generate promotion and traffic for your business, forget about the SEO benefits. You can get all kinds of real live promotion from a press release and I've seen in fact I just one of our students just went through the course and, and did this and she took she she was working on her website it, it did it so well and then she also has an offline business and where she was putting together a flea market in Australia and she wanted to bring in people vendors who would handle all the booths yeah. to bring in their wares and she was worried about even filling the place so she decided to follow the little instructions she went to PR web she took the PR, the free webinar. Yeah. She learned how to write her own press release. cost her $80 to submit it. it. hit the paper. And then she also submitted it to her local papers. And she not only filled up that entire venue, when it came time to actually announcing it, now that they've got the venue and the vendors, now they need to bring in the public. Otherwise, yeah. the vendors aren't going to be happy. If nobody shows up. Another press so release. She did another press release, and they completely filled up the place. So they work for traditional offline as well as online. Yeah, we've had our PR web press releases picked up in New York Times, USA Today, f phenomenal results. And I got a call today from the Wall Street Journal online for a 10 Golden Rules story. So hopefully, uh, Congratulations ho hopefully we'll get this, this podcast <laughs> produced before that article, and, and we'll talk about the article after it happens. Um, wh wh what are any um, advanced tricks? We, we talked about the, the basic stuff. Um, we're here with a number of the top performers in, in the affiliate business to, over the last couple of days. What are some of the other top performers talking about? What are some of the advanced affiliate tricks or, or tools, strategies, and also search 
I approaches. Think probably the biggest strategy that an affiliate can employ today, and I get asked this all the time, how many websites should I build? How many pages should the site be? And my answer has varied over the years for about, but for about the, because it was a different time back then. Getting ranked at the top of the list was easier back then because there was easier ways to get backlinks. Yeah. Today, though, you got to be smarter. You can't do it the way we did it because it doesn't work. So today, if, if an affiliate was coming in, my recommendation is that they <gasps> one website. Not two, not even three. One website. And they focus in on that website and they, they develop amazing content. They do better than anybody else in their space or their vertical. They outperform everybody in the area of, of serving the needs of the visitor. And we talk about, some of these are buzzwords that, that go over our heads too quickly. Or we just, we, we, we heard them but we didn't hear them. We need to get into the mind of the visitor who's looking for, you know, here we are in Santa Barbara. So if somebody was looking to buy a wedding dress in Santa Barbara, if they went to their computer and they opened up Google in front of them and they typed in the keyword phrase, Santa Barbara wedding gowns, what's that person looking for? And then really figure it out. Because if you can figure out what they're really looking for, you know, keywords are clues. Santa Barbara, we know where they are. They're in Santa Barbara. They're in California. They're in the United States. They're looking for a wedding gown. She's probably a girl, female. She's probably looking to get married. It's probably her that's going to be choosing the dress. She's probably got her own mindset on it. She knows what she wants. She's got So it's very easy to look at the keyword as a, as a clue and then create a page of content to serve her. Give her, help her find what she's looking for and, and slow down in the creation of your content and pour that kind of attention and detail into one website. Get your newsletter going. Get your press releases going. Get everything you can, fire, get your natural search rankings. So really top focus. Of the list. Focus yeah. and forget about website. You don't need two sites no, to, I'm, to make No, I'm with you. As a matter of fact, a lot of times clients come to us and they want to build micro sites and they want to do all kinds of different strategies. And I encourage them to focus on one site, do a great job on that one site. And if they have the cycles to, to then, after they do the one site really well, to come up with another approach, that that's the time to do it. Absolutely. Um, great. Well, Let's just wrap up with um, any last tips you have for people, and and uh, oh well, do that first, and then we'll we'll get get your contact information. I guess the biggest thing is 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 focus in on to me the first strategy to begin with is learn how to get ranked at the search engines. Learn how to get ranked naturally, top of the list in Google. Google's the lead dog by far. Yahoo and MSN are great, but I take a number one listing in Google over the other two any day combined. Yeah, Google's fifty-five or sixty percent of all searches, and, and they're amazing. They really, you know, you can't trick them. Don't fall into any games. They will catch you. They're smarter than you. They're smarter than me. Don't don't do it. If it feels like it might be a little questionable, don't do it. So, and just learn how to do it. Take your time methodically. If you're just getting started, look at this as you know, you're going back to school for the next six to 12 months. Nice thing about this is you can make a little bit of money as you go, and you're not going to have an $18,000 student loan when you're done. So, just give yourself some time. If you, everybody brings new uh, or, or their own expertise to the table, some people are comfortable with writing, other people are not. If you're not, outsource. Learn to outsource, and if you can do that, uh, there's nothing that should stop you. It's awesome. So l let people know where they can find the Affiliate Marketer's Handbook and uh, 
You also mentioned uh, to me earlier a free course on search engine optimization. So where do we find those tools? You can find the course on the affiliate, or you can find the affiliate marketer's handbook at jamesmartell.com. James Martell, all one word with two L's. And you can find a free do-it-yourself SEO course through do-it-yourself search engine optimization at seofornontechies.com. SEO for non-techies. We'll have links to both of these in the show. Well, James, thank you very much. Enjoy your uh, trip back to Vancouver. And uh, really pleasure doing this. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, a big thank you to James Martell. What a great little section, and uh, I encourage you to check out his free SEO planning guide. Clearly, the man knows his stuff in that space. Please don't forget to call in questions or comments at 206-888-6606 or email us at podcast at 10, number 10, that is, goldenrules.com, podcast at 10goldenrules.com. The call-in line, once again, 206 888 6606. Please take a minute, call in, let us know what you thought about the show, let us know what you'd like to hear more of, and um, we'll please, we'll, we'll try and make whatever you're looking for happen over the next several weeks. Our last and final section of the show is our song of the week. And this week we have a band called Loveless with a song called Beautiful. And the, according to their website, which is lvls.com, short for loveless, lvls.com. They have a new album called Gift to the World, now available on the iTunes Music Store. And their song Go is prominently featured in a new mini-movie called Canoe Surfing in Hawaii, and it's available on the Abercrombie and Fitch website. At ANF, uh, they, they said that Loveless is the epitome of American rock. They're energized, full of screaming guitars, full-on beats, and lyrics that make you want to scream in rebellion. Well, I don't know about that, but we picked a song called Beautiful. I'll end with the song. Please give us a call in. We look forward to hearing your input. Have a great week, everybody, and uh, see you from the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. Something
Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. Please send comments and questions to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use our call-in line 206-888-6606. Produced with Cast Blaster.